0: Psalm 118 was a meditation God gave me about three weeks ago right here in the morning in Tuesday, Tuesday prayer time. And it's the 22nd verse. Verse 19 talks precisely about that. Going through the gates of the temple to pray. Open the gates of the temple. I will go in and give him my thanks. Those gates are the way into the presence of the Lord and the godly enter there. Oh, Lord, thank you so much. Thank you so much for answering my prayers and for saving me. The stone rejected by the builders has now become the capstone of the arch. This is the Lord's doing, and it, is a mar- and it is marvelous to see. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Have you ever used a verse and heard it a million times and never knew where it was? Here it is. Psalm 118 holds this verse, uh, and it says, Blessed is the one who is coming, the one sent by the Lord. Uh, I'm sorry, uh, I went too far ahead. The the let's go back to verse uh, 21. Oh Lord, thank you so much for answering my prayers and saving me. The stone rejected by the builders now has become the capstone of the arch. This is the Lord's doing. It is marvelous to see. This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Lord, please help us, save us, give us success. Blessed is the one who is coming, the one sent by the Lord. We bless you from the temple. And then it's so beautiful, Jehovah is our light. Amen. Now let's listen to a, a song of praise and we will have the word.
1: Okay, Mom. Praise the Lord. This song is for you, brother. I'm so glad to see you here today. And for you, Julio, and for our dear friend, Ruth Orozco. Ruth is very dear to me. I have learned to love her more and more as the years go by. This lady lived with us over 20 years in my home. We felt so honored. She raised my children. She taught them music and sweet memories. Don't mind my tears. I'm a crybaby. Los hombres lloran.
0: Praise the Lord. Thank you, Joseph. It's interesting. When we got married, I was the preacher and he was a singer. And after 40 years, I'm still the preacher and he's still the singer. We're going to be 100. (laughs) Preaching and singing. Praise the Lord. Psalm 118. We maybe we pass it by, and I said this when I first introduced on a Tuesday night, because the longest uh, psalm in the Bible is 119. So, if you ever get to 119, probably people don't just pass by 118; they don't even see it. But Psalm 118 is one of those uh, beautiful psalms, uh, which gives us, and it's interesting because. Uh, there are different situations involved in this psalm. There are books that you pick up and they say the psalm is anonymous and yet there are other translators that say it's David's and I would, I would trust it to be David's. And uh, it's a psalm that talks about the confidence in God's eternal love and that God's love is unchanging in the midst of the changing situations. In other words, a love that doesn't change in a changing world, means that it's it's a love that will offer stability, okay? We change, folks. And let's accept our changes, because if we don't, we're in trouble. If you don't think you change, well, you don't know who you are. There are some days better than other days. There are some days we're nicer. There are some days we're not so nice. There are some days we're the pits. And you know that. And you say, well, sister, what does that have to do with? Well, simply life. It has to do with emotions. It even has to do with chemistry. How do you like that? It has to do with so much. But the beauty of it is that we're not important. The fact that we change, that's not important. The fact that we go up and down, that's not important. The fact that we are and we're not, that's not important. The important thing is we believe in one that doesn't change. He is unchanging. And that's where our focus is, that's where the truth lies, Uh, that's where we're, that's what we're going for. Uh, That is our goal, to be so close to Him, that we realize who He is, and that in the fact of who He is, we will become secure. And this is important. Now the psalm has to do with praising the Lord, but there comes a very prophetic moment in this psalm, and it's the 22nd verse. The stone rejected by the builders has now become the capstone of the arch. This is the Lord's doing, and it's marvelous to see. And then it goes on, and it says, This is the day that the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. And then it goes on, and it says, O oh Lord, please help us, save us, and give us success. Blessed is the one who is coming, the one sent by the Lord. We bless, and listen to this, we bless you from the temple now the prophecy involved in this scripture is beautiful because it's a prophecy that has to do it's a prophecy that has to do with the one that was coming in other words this is prophetic teaching on messiah it's prophetic teaching on jesus it's saying that someone is coming that god is sending his savior And God did send his Savior in the person of Jesus Christ. But it's only in this 18th verse. No, and there are other moments when the prophets speak. But in particular, this psalm, the rock or the stone that was rejected, that's the one that's chosen. Now, who rejected the stone? Well, the Pharisees, the Sadducees. The the scripture says, to his own he came, and his own received him not. Maybe that's the saddest verse in the scripture. To his own he came, and his own received him not. Why? Well, they got caught up in themselves, and they got caught up in the imagery of what things should be. Those are the two greatest traps that Satan lays for us in life. And always remember that. The traps that Satan lays is simply that... uh, We get caught up. We get caught up. And especially caught up in the imagery. And this is important that we know. They got caught up, first of all, in themselves. Folks, I'm gonna tell you a secret to life. I haven't learned it completely. I am in the process. But I have found out that our greatest enemy is ourselves. You don't have to be afraid of the devil. You don't have to be afraid of the world. You don't have to be afraid of people. Just be afraid of yourself and you'll walk very close to God. There are lots of things in your life that has nothing to do with Satan. It has to do with you. It has to do with your spirit. It has to do with the ugliness that's within us. And this is important to know. Remember the joke of many years ago, the devil made me do it. I thought he was the cutest character in the world. But no, that's not so. That is not so. The Jewish nation got so caught up in the importance of who they were. They were the nation that would bring forth Messiah. They were the people of God. They were selected. They were separated. They were special. They were chosen. Wow, it's a lot of words. And believe it or not, all those words are found in the Bible. But always remember what the scripture says. The word killeth but the spirit giveth life. Now, what does that mean? If you pick up the word just as it is, it'll be a knife and it'll tear you apart. But if you get the spirit of the word, then uh, then you'll have truth pouring through your souls. And this is terribly important. They got caught up in themselves. Then they got caught up in the imagery. What is imagery? Well, imagery is a lot of things. You say, oh, I'm not caught up in imagery, Sister Amy. I'm really not. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. Yes, we are. We have a nation that's caught up in size 10. Laugh a little. I don't care. <laughs> Cheryl is 8. That's why I can't stand her. <laughs> We've got a world that's caught up in that. Yeah, you think I'm kidding? I know, I know what I'm talking about. We got a world that's caught up in in what family should be. The house, the picket fence, mommy waving by, the yellow bus picking up the children, and daddy coming home with his attache case in the car. Try that in the South Bronx. Imagery. And let me tell you something. We give our life. For the imagery. We give our soul for the imagery. Well, Sister Amy, what's wrong with the imagery? Well, when that's your goal, that's what's wrong with it. Because he will not withhold any good thing from them that walk uprightly. But when God's pushed aside, when everything spiritual is pushed aside, when that becomes the a... and have you ever have you ever watched people when they're into it? You don't care what's happening. You don't care what it is. We gotta get this, we gotta get that, we gotta get the other thing. And then all of a sudden you come and you say, well sister, maybe it's not the right time. No, don't you talk to me about the right time. This is the time. I'm gonna have it. And you know, then I step aside very quietly and I say, God bless you, honey. Oh, God bless you, honey. And then I say like my father says, do you know what that is? I'm going to pray for all the knots that you're going to have to swallow from here on in. Folks, there's nothing wrong with good things. Don't you ever even believe it. There's nothing wrong with right things. But the right becomes wrong when it replaces God. That's the only problem. Think of it carefully. We're the ones that have spoiled the good things because we want them before we want God and then we're in trouble we're in big trouble and so we've got to be careful with imagery because we think something is perfect and then we go for that Mm -mm. brothers and sisters let's ask the Lord to help us as best he can let's ask the Lord to help us live the simplest and the best life we can can live. A life of responsibility. A life of practical doings. A life where we're not choked by plastic, asphyxiated by dreams that we can never have, and absolutely laid out and crushed by everything that's coming along. We, ha- we have to ask the Lord to just help us. You know, Jesus knew about the rat race. That's why he said, one day at a time. Oh, I love that. You turn around and you say, you live one day at a time. I can't. Well, he says, yes, you can. That's what's so beautiful about being connected to him. There's nothing he tells you to do that if you connect yourself to him, he'll bring it to pass. But you can't do it without the connection. Like I said in this little, this little piece of... Uh, Writing that I said, it's only when we get to Christ that we get to that place that we've been called to be. That's the greatest connection in the world a man that gets to find God through Jesus Christ, his son. Amen. Amen. I want you to see the fulfillment of this scripture, please. And I want you to go with me to 1 Peter 2. That's the scripture for this morning. 1 Peter 2. <coughs> Peter is a very tough preacher Peter doesn't give us a break I want you to know that he was the bold fisherman he was the big fisherman and this is his writings and listen to it carefully chapter 2 1 Peter so get rid of Of your feelings of hatred. Don't just pretend to be good. Be done with dishonesty and jealousy and talking about others behind their back. Now, isn't it something? You didn't think they'd find this in the Bible, did you? Uh Aha! This sounds like wash line conversation. Uh, Do you not agree? No, it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. Then he goes on and he says the following. Now that you realize how kind. Oh, I love this. You see, we're capable of everything he just said. But then he says, now that you realize how kind the Lord has been to you, put away all evil deception. Put away envy. Put away fraud. Long to grow up into the fullness of your salvation. Cry for this as a baby cries for his milk hallelujah it's 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 not that you're a baby it's just giving the perfect example cry for this for what I to be free to be free from all feelings of 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 of, of disorder all feelings of, of, of in I, I don't even know what to say but you know have you ever had a feeling that you don't know why you have the feeling but the feeling is there and you know you're to blame for the feeling do you understand what i mean have you ever felt a discomfort and, and then i go through my list but i haven't done anything you know that's my list that's the first i'm like a little kid what did i do wrong who did i what did i whoop? i go down the list no that's not the list it's the list of the spirit of god trying to accommodate us to him do you understand what i mean it's it's the truth of the spirit of god trying to usher us into that place we God and you become one. And as he's ushering us in, we're thinking of all the things that just aren't right, that don't please us, that aren't working out right. Family life, oh God, that can be the pits. Say amen, you men. I won't even talk to the women. You'll probably get up and wave flags. No, it, doesn't, it isn't perfect. It isn't perfect, folks. You know, some people say, I, 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 some people say, you know, oh, I dream for my house. And, and you know, whenever you watch somebody trying to make their house perfect, they give you a migraine. They give you a migraine because every everything has to be just perfect. Everything has to be just right. Ay, 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 ay. what can I tell you? There are days the place looks nice. There are other days it doesn't look nice, but I'm happy. Because since I don't feel nice, I'm not going to do anything about it. You say, oh, Sister Amy, what a mess you must be. No, I'm just not going to be dominated. I I really am not. I I want a lovely home, God knows that. I want a clean home, God knows that. I want things in order, God knows that. But if you think I'm going to get out of bed. Saying, and at three o'clock I'm like this, you know, you know, then then cook dinner. Ay, mijita. God bless America. No way. No way. No way. You say, well, well, how do you manage? Well, I I tell you the secret. Start the day with God. And I'm not kidding and I'm not blowing I'm not fanning a fan I'm not wagging a, 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 a banner I'm not start the day with God because if you don't you're not you're not gonna be enough for the day you say sister Amy I can barely get up to go to work you want me to start the day with God then somebody else said to me no I, I, I get a hold of God in the subway I love this I get a hold of God in the subway that's where I do my meditating that's where I do everything I got my little Bible I read it and then I meditate some more and you know that, that, that's that's where I really and when I get off I've read three chapters and I've meditated 17 stations uh, down and, I, and I'm ready to you ready miracle you didn't fall on your face no 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 you see if you do that that has got to be extra that has got to be extra. You understand what I mean? That's got to be la chiripa. You understand what I mean? That's got to be what, what they give you in the store. When I was a little kid, if you bought a lot, they would give you something. They'd, even gi- they'd give you a, a piece of candy. They'd give you a lollipop. They'd give you something. Because your mother sent you for something. You did a good shopping. And then the storekeeper would say, "Toma, toma un And you would go home with your little candy, and you'd be thrilled to death. Hey, folks, I want to share this with you. I want you to be the happiest people in the world. And the happiest people in the world are those that are close to God. Those that start the day with God. Those that are talking to him all day long. And don't be afraid to do that. You say, oh, Sister Amy, if they see my lips move, they think I'm crazy. Well, it's hard to talk like me. I don't know how to talk about moving my lips. Yeah, I really mean that. Just to keep, you know where the altar is? It's not here. This is not an altar. The altar is in here. Your altar to God is in here. And when that altar is lit through prayer and meditation, that altar can be going all day long. And that altar is the one that shoots up the praises in the worship. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. And guess what? You get so connected that you start to love everybody around you. I really mean that. You start to love everybody. I go downtown and I love everybody. (laughs) If I told them they'd probably kill me. You know what I mean, crazy lady ready for Bellevue. So I don't voice it. I don't tell anybody. But I almost wish I could. I love them because I know God loves them. I love them because I know God watches over them. I love them because God sent his Son so that they wouldn't die or perish. I love them because I know that God's only interested in one thing. It's not all the things that we can produce and all the things we have, it's who we are. And for every soul that passes in front of our face, for every person you work with, for every neighbor around you, for every person near you, I've got news for you, glorious news for you. God loves them, and I want you to love them too. Now let's go on to this scripture, and you're going to be so blessed. Listen to what it says. Why am I fussing with this? There you are. All right. Listen to what the Word of God says in that second verse, in that fourth verse. It says, now come to Christ. Oh, I love that. Come to Christ, who is the living foundation of rock upon which God builds. There it is. This is the answer. This is the prophetic answer to Psalm 118. This is the prophetic answer to Psalm 118. Come to Christ who is the living foundation of rock upon which God builds. Jesus Christ is the rock. He is the solid rock. And this is what it says. And though men have spurned him, who? Unto his own he came, and his own received him not. Though men have spurned him, he is very precious to God, who has chosen him above all others. For unto him was given a name that's above every name. And at the name of Jesus Christ, every knee shall bow. And every man shall confess that he is Lord. And the scripture says, for God gave him a name that's above every name. And here it is. And now you, now folks, grab a hold of this, won't you please? Hold tight onto this. Now you have become Living building stones for God for God's use in building his house In other words, he is the cornerstone He is the foundation stone He is that which is solid which is unmovable and then listen to what he makes us He says and now you've become living Building stones for God's use in building his house. What more? You are Now hold on to your seats. Hold on to your seats. Do you believe in Jesus Christ? Do you believe in Jesus Christ? All right. Well, you are holy priests. You say, no, 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 Sister Amy. That's for somebody else. That's for somebody that's graduated, you know, five years into this, ten years into this. No, 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 no. If you believe, if you have accepted him, if you know his word, if you love him, you have become. Listen to this. You have become building stones for God's use in his building. What more? You are his holy priests. So come to him. You are acceptable to him because of Jesus Christ. You're not acceptable because you passed a test. You're not acceptable because you're white, black, yellow, red. No, you're acceptable in Christ Jesus. Do you understand? Christ makes us acceptable. Christ makes us acceptable. You say, you know, I don't, I don't fully understand that. Well, I don't know how else to tell you, but that when God looks down from heaven, the first thing he sees in you is your heart and Jesus sitting in that heart. And with Jesus sitting in that heart, you'll get anything you want from God. Why? Because that's what he's looking for. You say, but Sister Amy, I'm, I'm not as holy. I still got bad habits. Uh, I said, no, 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 no. You have Jesus. The rest He'll take care of. We don't, we don't fully understand that because we kind of believe uh, that when you come in that door, we'll all turn into the same looking people. But you know, the days of cloning are over. No more clones. Each one is individual. Each one accepted by God and listen to what it says somebody's looking at me saying right now but isn't that a scripture that you uh, give to people who have grown in god isn't that a scripture for mature believers uh matter of fact isn't that a scripture for ministers no it's a scripture for you and me and i love it and what does it say your holy priest You who who are acceptable to him because of Jesus Christ and offer to God those things that please him as the scripture expresses it. See, I am sending Christ to be the carefully chosen precious cornerstone of my church and I will never disappoint those who trust in Him." Hallelujah. Psalm 118, He is the cornerstone. He is the chosen one. And Peter, how many years, 1500 years later, establishes and tells us exactly what the Word says. Christ is to be, Christ is, the carefully chosen, precious cornerstone of our church and I will never disappoint those who trust in him. You see folks, sometimes a church will take on the personality of its pastor. It will take on the personality of many of its leadership. But what the church has to take on is the truth of who Jesus Christ is. You see, there isn't a leader and there isn't a pastor that's a cornerstone. I'm standing. And what God says is, come stand next to me. What God says is, I'll stand next to you. Do you understand what I mean? We all stand on the same rock and that rock is Jesus. Hallelujah. That's why we don't look to men. Now let's go on and talk about this rock. Listen to what it says. It says, yes, he he is very precious to you who believe. And to those who reject him well, the same stone that was rejected by the builders has become the cornerstone, the most honored, the most important part of the building. And the scripture also says, he is the stone that some will stumble over. And because of who they thought they were, and they were mistaken, because of their imagery, the Jews have stumbled. The Jews have stumbled. You see, he wasn't to be our Messiah. He was to be our Savior. But he was to be the Messiah of the Jewish people. And their Messiah would be the Savior of the world. So truly, he is our Messiah. But you understand, as far as the finished product for them, as far as the answer of prophecy to them, as far as the truth of the word given to them, it was fulfilled. It was fulfilled. But they stumbled over it. He didn't look, he didn't look like they wanted him to look. He didn't do what they wanted him to do. He didn't speak like they wanted him to speak. And so he didn't fit. Isn't that amazing? And you know what's beautiful about you and me? Once you get to know Jesus, I'm gonna tell you something. You don't fit in the world. (laughs) We're the biggest misfits this world has. Yeah. But don't be afraid. What they don't know is that we're the salt, and we're the light. Do you understand what I mean? The day we're gone, they're left without nothing. And that's what will happen in the rapture. When Satan will have a heyday with this world, you say, well isn't he having it now? Can you imagine what he'll have then? His power is limited because of you and I. His power is limited because of crossroads, uh, and because of the tabernacles around the world that proclaim his name. Now once these tabernacles are raptured and taken up with him, guess what? All hell breaks loose on earth. You see, that's one of the reasons we have to realize that though they stumbled, we have found him. And I thank God for that. Jesus is the cornerstone, and he's the one I want. The same stone was rejected by the builders, becomes the cornerstone, the most honored an important part of the building the scriptures also say he is the stone that some stumble over the rock that will make them fall you know there were two situations in the New Testament with Jesus the situation of the Jewish rejection which simply has to do with what I told you a misconcept of who they thought they were and of the imagery That they wanted a savior cut out, like you cut out paper dolls, but to their cutting. It it wasn't that way. It didn't happen that way. But then there were other Gentiles. They were the smart. They were the elegant. They were the bright. There was the philosophical. There was the studious Greeks. People that had been the crib of philosophy for the world. And the scripture says that the Jews stumbled. And you know what the Greeks did? They said, it can't be. It can't be. If he's a God, he's not a man. And if he's a man, he's not a God. So once you make up your mind what he is, we'll listen better because he can't be both but you see folks the natural mind cannot understand spiritual truth and the natural mind cannot assimilate spiritual truth God said that he would be the cornerstone God also says he's the rejected cornerstone and God also says that although he was rejected and this is important for us to know Though that world out there jeers at us, and though out there they make fun of you, and though out there they think you're a fool and a holy roller and whatever you say, hallelujah, or anything else. You see, no matter what they say, he still is who he is. And because he is who he is, our strength remains. Our joy remains. Our grace remains. Our ability to fall and lift it up again, it remains. And this is so important he is the cornerstone oh I love it I love it the scripture goes on to share what else it's says some stumble and some will fall and the rock will make them fall they will stumble because they will not listen to God's Word nor obey it and so this punishment must follow that they will fall and it goes on But you're not like that hallelujah you're not like that for you've been chosen by God himself you are priests of the king you're holy and pure you're God's very own and this so that you may show others how God called you out of darkness into his wonderful light once you were less than nothing Now you're God's very own. Oh, I love that. Once you were less than nothing. Less than nothing. But now you're God's very own. Once you knew very little of God's kindness, now your very lives have been changed by it. Thank God. I want to tell you folks, and I say it sincerely, the scripture says in the sixth verse, and I love it, and I will never disappoint those who trust in him. I, I, I want to close the idea of Jesus as a cornerstone, but I want you to take home a message. He never disappoints us. You say, Sister Amy, I've had so many disappointments in life. Why? Well, simply because we've gone our way. We've made our own decisions. We've rowed our own boat and we've pushed our own wagon. You say, well, isn't that life? Isn't that the way it's supposed to be? Yeah. There's only one difference. The scripture says that he does have direction for us. So you either choose to be directed or you go yourself. And going yourself means you have to go go over the same track many times. Because you see, he won't let you go. But he can't impose his will on you. He can't. Why? Because it's only done. It's only done on the basis of surrender. Oh, precious people. You love your children. I love my children. But guess what? Children can't tell us what to do. Children can't guide our lives. Children can't be our hope for the future. Children cannot be our cornerstone. Children cannot be our hope and our joy. Children cannot hold the lead in our lives. Children are given to us from time of birth till about 18 or 20 years old, in which we're the commanders in chief of that little army. And we do our best through God's grace and through God's blessing. But from there on in, they choose. But they can't choose for us. And I love that. I love love the sense of humanity that the Bible gives the individual. We're always complaining that we're not spiritual because our wife is holding us back. We're not spiritual because our husband is holding us back. We're not spiritual because we've got too many problems and don't know how to sell them. No, 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 listen. We're not growing in God because we don't want to. Oh, Sister Amy, you're so cruel. No, not cruel, just very realistic. And you've got to be realistic in life. If you want to grow in God, you grow in God. If you want to march the march that he's called you to march, you're going to march it. If you want to hear his voice and go by... And let me tell you something. His voice never is contrary to his word. You understand what I mean? Oh, yeah. It's never contrary to his word. There is never a moment. There is never a moment that God will give you a command, usher you away that isn't confirmed by the word of God. So it's not not like being a rebel. It's not like being a rebel. It's simply by listening. And you know, the God that gives direction opens the door. We're afraid because, you see, the door is locked. And you sit here and you say, but the door is locked. Sister Amy, I've got to go through that door, but the door is locked. Did you see that? Do you see the door? The door is locked. I've got to go through that door. Brother, can you see the door? The door is locked. I've got to go through it. Do you understand? Okay. The door is locked. Now what am I going to do? The door is locked. No, that's not the way it happens. God says, go through that door. You say, I'll see you later, honey. See you later, darling. See you, folks. And as I go down, guess what? When I get to the door, it's going to be open. Not because I've got power to open it. Not because I'm going like Mr. Scissorhand. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. God goes before me. And you see, when you move in God's time, when you move in God's time, it is so perfect. His pacing is unbelievable. He'll never give you more work than you've got strength to do. The scripture says he'll never test you more than you have the ability to bear. Oh, I love my master. I love my master. He is not, he, 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 he's, he doesn't go for the kill. He doesn't go for the cutting. He doesn't go for the shot. My Lord does not practice karate. No black belts, no yellow belts, no gold belts, no nothing. This is what he has this is what he offers and if we go by it we will be more than victorious but i close with this if he's your cornerstone you won't be disappointed you won't be disappointed there'll be people stumbling all around you but you won't be disappointed a sweet lady wants to talk to me because she has a lot of troubles But she doesn't believe in Jesus and doesn't want me to talk to her about Jesus. So I simply told her, I have nothing to say to you. I'm not being unkind. But I refuse to be manipulative. I refuse that. What am I going to sit there and con her? What am I going to sit there and give her all the apologetics I've learned in seminary? What am I going to tell her? That because creation is so perfect, there's got to be a creator? Because there are perfect patterns, there must be a designer. And when I get back to the end, where am I going to end up? Jesus made it all. I she says, well, I don't, re- I don't understand what she's really saying. I don't understand how you have to be so square. I don't, I don't, know, I, I don't know why you have to be so limited. <laughs> I laugh. Who's got the problem? Her or me? <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't understand why, why you can't see me. When I said, honey, I can see you. But I'm going to tell you about Jesus. Because he's my hope. He's my strength. He's the one that doesn't disappoint me. He's the one that sees me through. Why? Because he's the cornerstone. And I'm built on something that is unmovable. I'm built on something that is unchangeable. I'll change, but he never will. So, would you trust him?
1: Lord Jesus.